Welcome to the Prophecy Club. Our topic today is deny or die. Now, I know that doesn't sound like a very positive program, but if you understand where we're really going, you you got to take this in consideration. I remember Dale Carnegie said, uh, the perfect way to conquer worry, of course, is pray. But he also said, number two is, ask yourself what's the worst can, accept, worst can happen, accept it, and try to improve on it. So we're going to do that today. Okay, so what is the worst thing can happen in this life? What's the very worst thing? I'm going to suggest that you, as a matter of fact, I'm laying down a challenge, that you make a commitment right now to watch all the way through this program. Because it is not going to be easy to get through this program. I see, and I see the little uh, line going down as people pull off the program. And I see that. I understand that. But I'm, I'm, I want to see that line flat. I, I want to see you go all the way through this program because this program is going to prepare you for the day when you are tempted. When you're tempted to deny Jesus so that you can have food or even to have your own life. Stay with it to the end. Not for me, for you. So I'm going to use this program as a test. If you can't watch every minute of this program, then you've got to ask yourself some questions. How are you going to endure the real tests? I issue you a challenge today. I issue you and ask you to endure to the end of this program. If you can, you pass the test. But understand, many more are coming. If we are in the seven-year tribulation, then we're going to start seeing war after war and blood. The biggest war will be the gods, with God's saints. That's the biggest war. Satan's going to come after the saints. So you've got to prepare for the toughest test, and that is either you deny Jesus or you're going to die. We are at war with the devil. It is the Mark versus Christ. That is the war, and that's the war I'm going to talk about today. Revelation 11.3 says, And I will give power to my two witnesses. In other words, one of the big wars is between the Antichrist and his two witnesses. These scriptures are explaining it. The two witnesses, if you'll look, get my book, Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy, I give you eight reasons why the two witnesses are, by the way, not Elijah, and they are not Enoch. Not, okay? The two witnesses are Moses, the Moses of the Old Testament, and John the Revelator of the New Testament. No question. Eight reasons. Eight scriptural reasons. But this is one of the big tests. This is one of the big wars we've got to get prepared for. I will give power to my two witnesses, and they shall prophesy a thousand two hundred and three score days clothed in sackcloth. That's the last three and a half years of the tribulation. These are the two olive trees and the two candlesticks standing before the God of the earth. The olive trees and the candlesticks give forth anointing. They are the two anointed ones. If any man will hurt them, fire proceedeth out of their mouth and devoureth their enemies. What is that? That's the morning star. And as that morning star hits them, they fall to the ground, a pile of ashes and bone, destroying both body and soul. That is permanent judgment right there. These have power to shut heaven that it rain not in the days of the prophecy, have powerful waters to turn them to blood and smite the earth with all plagues as often as they will. Now, here's the point. When they have shall finish their testimony, the beast that ascendeth out of the bottomless pit, that would be, I believe, Nebuchadnezzar, and if Emmanuel Macron is the Antichrist, his spirit will go into Emmanuel Macron, 
And in the middle of the tribulation, it's Lucifer that literally comes into his body too when he's killed. Ascendeth out of the bottom's pit and shall make war against them and shall overcome them and kill them. Now I want you to take just a second and look at verse 7. Take a second and look at those words and ask yourself, are you going to deny Jesus? Are you rooted in the world, word or are you in the world? Are you deep enough into the word? Do you know Jesus strong enough to where you will not bend, you will not buckle, you will not take the mark, even to the point of being beheaded? Look at it. It says, the beast that ascendeth out of the bottomless pit, she's going to make war against not only the two witnesses, my brothers and sisters, but he's coming after us. And he shall overcome them and kill them. Understanding that if you are alive right now, and if the tribulation has started, and if you live another seven years, you will be tested. You will have to either deny Jesus or lose your head, unless you can find some corner on the planet to live in where you're never found, and that's probably not going to happen. Can't count on that. Now, let's go to the next point. <clears throat> Revelation eleven eight. And the dead body shall lie in the street of the great city, which spiritually called Sodom and Egypt, where our Lord was also crucified. That would be Jerusalem. And they of the people, kindreds, tongues, and nations shall see their dead bodies three days and a half, and shall not suffer their dead bodies to put in graves. And they that dwell upon the earth shall rejoice over them, and make merry, and shall send gifts one to another, because these two prophets tormented them that dwelt on the earth. You know who that's talking to? Yeah, that's talking about the two witnesses. It's also talking about us. There's going to be a time when the people that dwell on the earth will rejoice to see us killed, to rejoice to see our heads cut off, rejoice to see our blood flowing down the street. You have to understand that, and you have to be willing to die for Jesus. We have to be willing. In other words, I want us to set our jaw. The time to make up your mind that you're not going to desire to to deny Jesus is not when you're standing in line heading to the guillotine. That's not the time. The time is now. Make up your decision now that no matter what happens, you can't beat me, you can't starve me, you can't torture me, you can't waterboard me, you can't pull my fingernails out, you can't slam my fingers in the door, the kind of things they did to Dimitri. You're, I'm not, I'm not, going to deny Jesus. That's what you've got to say. But for those that do, <laughs> they get great blessing. After three days and a half, the Spirit of God entered into them, and they stood on their feet, and great fear fell upon them. So after they were killed by the beast, they were resurrected. Now, you've got to ask yourself a question. If these are two of the greatest servants in all of human history, Moses and John the Revelator, why would he let them get killed? Then that brings the second question. Why would he let you and I get killed? Oh, because he doesn't like us? No, because it's a test. We're all about to be tested. That's the reason there is not a time where Jesus is going to return in the clouds and suck all the good people off the earth so they don't have to be tested. We're all going to be tested. That's the whole point. He's coming back after a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing. How do you get rid of the spots or wrinkles? Through testing, through torture, through torment, through bad things. So he allowed his two witnesses to be killed. 
to bless them. What? It's a blessing. I'm going to show you a scripture in just a second. It's a blessing to die for Jesus. They heard a great voice of a heaven saying, Come up hither, and they ascended up to heaven in a cloud, and their enemies beheld them. The same hour was there a great earthquake, and a tenth part of the city fell, and there was slain in the men, in, of men 7,000. So as soon as they went up, 7,000 evil people around them were killed. <clears throat> there was war in heaven. And by the way, there's a war right now on earth. There was a war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought and his angels and prevailed not. Neither was a place found any more in heaven. This takes place in the middle of the tribulation. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. That's in the middle of the tribulation. That's when he comes down and inhabits the body of the Antichrist, which some people are saying is Emmanuel Macron. Then he says, I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Now has come salvation and strength in the kingdom of our God. And the power of his Christ for the accuser of her brethren is cast down. And they had, now here's the point. And they overcame by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto the death. That's what I want to talk about. Okay, so how did they overcome? There's eight blessings for those people that overcome. This is not overcoming the seven year tribulation. This is not overcoming difficulties. This is overcoming. The only ones that can be overcomers, according to my understanding, is those that see the beast, hear the beast, but do not accept the beast. They do not accept the, Mary, the, 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 the mark. They do not accept the mark or the number of his name. He goes on to say, they overcame by the blood of the Lamb, meaning they've accepted Jesus, and by the word of their testimony. See, if you've really accepted Jesus, you've got a testimony. You can walk up to somebody that's really saved and say, when did you get saved? Well, I got saved when I was nine years old. It was Wednesday night. I was, okay, and all of a sudden, they're off in a story. They have a testimony. Well, what has Jesus done to you or for you? Oh, well, let me tell you this and this and this. It's like, sit down, shut up, <laughs> let me talk, let me tell you about my Jesus. Let me tell you about all the wonderful things he's done. They got a testimony. Here it is, though. For us, if the tribulation has started, and they over and they love not their lives unto the death. In other words, let me ask you a question. Have you made your decision that no matter what, you're not going to deny Jesus? Have you got yourself so strong in the word? Are your roots deep enough into the rock so that when the winds blow, when the rains come, your house is not going to fall? You're not going to deny Jesus? That's what it's saying. So if we are in the place where we've accepted Jesus, washed in the blood of the Lamb, if we have a testimony, and if we love, our, love not our lives unto the death, if we are willing to deny, to, <laughs> if we're willing to die rather than to deny, then we fear not. Whatever happens, look, the, Jesus has the keys of hell and death. He decides who dies, how they die, when they die. And if we've accepted Jesus, we don't have to worry about it. He's going to take care of us. Deuteronomy 32 says, I kill, I make alive. I wound, I heal. And neither can any deliver out of my hand. Jesus is the righteous judge at both the Bema seat, the judgment seat of Christ, and also the great white throne. He decides. 
So if we have a prayer closet, we're worshiping and serving him. Doesn't matter. Therefore rejoice in heaven, ye that dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and to the sea, for the devil has come down to you having great wrath. Because he knoweth that he hath a short time. You better understand when he comes down and inhabits the body of Macron, if he is the Antichrist. I don't know. I'm not convinced that he is yet. I'm still watching. And that's okay. <clears throat> if he is, at that time he's going to be given a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies. Revelation 2.10 says, Fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer. Yes, I know this is talking about one of the early churches, but it's also speaking to us today. Fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you in prison. Some of us are going to be behind barbed wire. Some of us are going to be put in places a lot worse than barbed wire. That you may be tried, except that you will be tried. Except that you will be tried. Accept it. Again, ask yourself what's the worst can happen. Whatever the worst can happen in your mind is, accept that. Okay, fine. If that comes, I'm still not going to deny Jesus. I'm not taking that mark. Okay, so I can't buy, I can't sell. I'll starve to death. If Jesus doesn't feed me, then I die. Okay, big deal. I get a higher resurrection because I starved to death or my children starved to death. I remember when Prophecy Club first started, Leslie asked me to come in and sit at the kitchen table. I could show you the very spot in the room, the very spot at the table that I sat and she sat. She says, I want to tell you something. She says, don't get blackmailed for me or the kids. What? She says, if there's ever a time that you're, for example, captured or something, and they say, if you don't do this, we're going to kill your wife or your children, or we're going to do this and such to your wife and your children, whatever it is, don't do it. First of all, you don't own us. We belong to the Lord. But both me and the children, we belong to the Lord. We don't belong to you. We we're given to you for a brief time. And you do not bend. You do not buckle. You do not do what they're threatening you to do. You, we don't belong to you. We belong to the Lord. If that time ever comes, you don't bend. You don't buckle. You don't take that mark. Whatever it is, don't let them threaten you with me or the children. Don't do it. I've never had to take her up on that. But it's important that we ask ourselves, what's the worst thing can happen? And she knew in my heart that that's probably the worst thing to happen, to be threatened with our wife and our children. Brothers and sisters, that you may be tried, that you may have tribulation ten days. Be thou faithful unto death, and I will give thee a crown of life. You see, if we are Christians... We can't deny Jesus. Matthew 10, 32 and 10, 33 says, Whosoever confesses me before men, him will also confess before my Father which is in heaven. Whosoever denies me before men, him will also deny before my Father which is in heaven. We can't deny Jesus. Revelation 13 now, I'm going to skim through this very quickly because I want to make a point here in just a second. 
I stood upon the sand of the sea, I saw a beast rise up out of the sea. This is describing the world government coming on. The beast I saw was likened to a leopard, the bear, and the lion. Okay, this is the last superpowers coming into power. Here's the point. I saw one of his heads, meaning one of those ten global regional rulers, that's wounded to death. His deadly wound was healed. This is in the middle of the tribulation. This is when the Antichrist is wounded in the head, and he does, either dies or he comes back to life. The Bible's not clear on that. But when that happens, he's then inhabited literally by Lucifer. Because Lucifer wants to sit on the Ark of the Covenant and require all of the wor- world to worship him. He sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. That's his bucket list. That's the crowning moment of his existence, is to sit on the throne of God and everybody worship him. That's what he wants. So rest assured, it's Lucifer in the body. And they worship the dragon. See? They worship the dragon, which had power of the beast. And they worship the beast, saying, Who's like a beast? Who's going to make war with him? The guy that came back from the dead. Now, here's the point. There was given him a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies. Powers given him to, to continue 42 months. And he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name, his tabernacle, and then that dwelled in heaven. And here it is. It was given him to make war with the saints. When this happens, when he sets on the Ark of the Covenant, at that time he's given a mouth. And that mouth is so strong if you haven't already accepted Jesus, your mom, dad, brother, sister, your children haven't accepted Jesus at that moment, they probably won't. It's going to be real hard for them. Yeah, I mean, theoretically, they can. But it's going to be really hard because the, the Antichrist is going to have a mouth. The Bible, Jesus gave him that mouth as a test. And he opened his mouth and blasphemed against God to blaspheme his name, his tabernacle, and them that dwell in heaven. He is going to have every answer. He is going to be the best deceiver in human history. He will make war with the saints. He comes directly against God, the Bible, Christians, everything we believe in. The foundations of our faith are going to be tested, my brothers and sisters, and you got to be ready. We all have to be ready. I think I'm ready, but we never know until the moment. He's going to make war with the saints to overcome them. Power's given him over all kindreds, tongues, and nations. What does that mean? He doesn't want to just rule the ten nations in Europe. He wants the whole globe to worship him. He wants every tongue to confess and every knee to bow and confess him as God. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him. What? What does it say? All that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose names are not written in the Lamb's book of life from the foundation of the world. If they haven't already accepted Jesus, they probably are not going to. That's the reason I say, you got to send this out now to people. Send this out in an email. If they don't accept it, then your blood or their blood is not on you anymore. You've done your job. But your job, Ezekiel 33, 6, is to send it out to them. All that dwell upon the earth shall worship him. All that dwell upon the earth shall worship him. He makes war with the saints. He makes war with the saints. All that dwell upon the earth shall worship him. Except those people whose names are written in the book of life. Then he goes on with a big warning. And I don't like this verse. Matter of fact, I have to say, of all the verses in the Bible, I like this one the least. 
If any man have an ear, let him hear. He that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. He that killeth with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patience and faith of the saints. Now, the word patience doesn't mean don't rev your enemy, your 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 engine at the red light. Patience doesn't mean keep your mouth shut and don't say anything. That's not what that's what our definition of patience is. But in the in Revelation, the, the definition of patience is don't quit Jesus. Let me say it again. In Revelation, the definition of patience is don't quit Jesus. That's the reason he says, he that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. It means you turn people over to the new world order, you're going to get turned over to the new world order. You report people to the mark of the beast people, you're going to be reported to the mark of the beast people. Now, here's the part I don't like. And he that killeth with the sword must be killed with the sword. It means means those people coming after you because you don't have the mark of the beast, you're ordered not to kill them. I told you I didn't like it, especially being from Texas. You know, we want to pull our shooting irons out and protect ourselves. But it's saying that this is the will of God. It's saying if you find yourself in a position where they're running after you because you do not have the mark of the beast, you're commanded to have patience and faith that God has put you there. He's put you into that position and the only reason he puts you into that position is because he knows you have the strength not to bend, not to buckle, not to take the mark. The Bible says that he would never put us into any kind of a test that you can't be successful in. That with that same test, he would make a way of escape. And I remember Ken Peters when he had a dream where he said he was getting his head chopped off. He said as soon as that axe came down, by the way, he was face up. As soon as that axe came down and it touched his skin, he said, I was gone. He said, I felt it touch my skin, but I never felt pain. And according to Fox's Book of Martyrs that talks about Christians that have been martyred, the martyr's blessing is the fact that they never feel pain. I talked about this in Sunday's message. If you go on the Internet and you pull up where a lion is killing or a tiger is killing something, and you see them, like the, the lion jumps onto the wildebeest and claws go into it, and the wildebeest just kind of turns back and looks, and there's no screaming, there's no hollering, there's no bellering, there's no, it's like, oh, well, let's see, what's happening? Huh, what's going on? And, of course, the lion is maybe biting their neck, and there's no screaming, there's no, it's like they don't feel anything. And it is my belief that when we are tortured, you, you read the Fox's Book of Martyrs, and you read about how they would put the, the, the wood all around the Christian that is now tied to the stake, and as the flames come up, they were praising the Lord. As the flames burned off the ropes off of the back of their hands, they would lift their hands, praising the Lord. They never felt any pain. We have to believe that Jesus... If he can make heaven and earth, he can also protect us from any pain. But, but, even if we feel pain, again, we're willing to go to the end. And they overcame by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto the death. We have got to be ready to die for Jesus all the way to the death if we have to. Revelation 17, 
And the ten horns which thou sawest are ten kings. In other words, they divide Europe into ten global regions. Then each one of those kings are given power one hour, which is one seven-year period. They have one mind. They give their power and strength unto the beast. These shall make war against the lamb, but the lamb is going to overcome them. In other words, understand that our God is going to get the victory. Understand that this is what happens. Our victory is, and the beast and the kings of the earth and the armies gather to make war against Jesus. The beast was taken with him, the false prophet, which wrought, which wrought miracles before them, with which he had deceived them that had received the mark of the beast, and they had worshipped his image. These both were cast alive in the lake of fire and brimstone, and the remnant was slain by the sword of him that sat on the horse, which sword proceeded out of his mouth, and all the fowls were filled with their flesh. That's our victory. I look forward to it. I'm not taking the mark of the beast. I'm not taking the mark of the beast. I'm not taking. You can't make me. That's where we have to be. Are you ready? Did you make it to the end of the program? If you did, congratulations. One of the most difficult programs I've made, probably the most difficult program to watch. Ask Jesus into your heart. Stop sinning. Repent and turn to Jesus with your whole heart so he can save you in the day of trouble. First of all, i like to say Happy Thanksgiving, and i also like to say one of our big sponsors that keeps us going is Joseph Kitchen. But Joseph Kitchen has an unbelievably good special going right now, the Black Friday sale. They're giving away free wheat and free shipping, and it's all explained at josephkitchen.com. Buy three the same size, get one size free, red wheat only, and there are the promo codes. Again, go to prophecyerror to josephkitchen.com. And then you also want to get yourself at least a machine package. That's the equipment you need to make the bread. Then you choose whether you want to have food for six people a year, one, four people one year, two people one year, or one person one year, all at josephskitchen.com. Also, Joseph Kitchen has a new item, new creamed honey. And I've actually tasted all four of those, and they are really good. So if you want to have something to make or to put on your toast, uh, your bread toasted, there's a t- four very good options. Josephkitchen.com. As we celebrate the season, let Joseph's Kitchen make it memorable with healthy, homemade, whole wheat bread. I'm Leslie, owner and founder of Joseph's Kitchen. Our goal is to help you live a more happy and healthy life. At Joseph's Kitchen, our ingredients are ready for easy, everyday use, but are also designed for long-term storage. Whether you're looking to make healthy, homemade, whole wheat bread, or want to make sure your family is prepared. Joseph's Kitchen is prepackaged to take all the guesswork out. We personally test each harvest to make sure you are getting the highest quality ingredients. At Joseph's Kitchen, we pride ourselves on our quality equipment and all natural ingredients. We are your farm to table alternative. Our ingredients are ready for easy everyday use, but are also designed for long-term storage, making them a wonderful holiday gift for you or a loved one. Go to josephskitchen.com to order today. Be sure to use the promo code on your screen to receive your free gift. Be sure to ask about our new spreadable honeys. Cornerstoneassetmetals.com is where I'll send you if you're thinking about getting gold or silver. I think everybody should have at least a fistful of, full of gold and a fistful of silver because there could be a time when you pull up to get gasoline and they might not want to take your loaf of bread, but... You pull out a gold coin or a silver coin, and you're probably able to get anything you want, even if the credit cards are down, even if the dollars are worthless. CornerstoneAssetMetals.com. 
cornerstoneassetmetals.com. Next is, I'll send you to empshield.com. If you use the promo word prophecy, you get a $50 discount. Because if every computer chip is destroyed in your car these days, you couldn't possibly replace them. Go to the car. So, empshield.com, promo code prophecy. Prophecy.